Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome back on another episode. I am so excited to dive in today to today's topic of grief comparison. I just want to ask you really quick to um, leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. If you like this podcast and you don't want to miss an episode, then that is the best way to support and really get this message out there. So grief comparison. There is so much comparison in our lives, especially in grief, but in general. But with grief, it's not as bad. Like, well, my grief isn't as bad as theirs or my experience isn't bad as, as bad as theirs. So I don't have the right to grieve as much as they do. Or we go the other way, like they don't have it as bad as me. So they shouldn't be grieving as deeply as I am. They don't understand the depth of grief that I have. So they can't even like, what, what's wrong with them? Why are they um, feeling that way? Or comparing to how my child died, it's worse than others or not as bad as others. Like we have this, like either we make it worse, like theirs is worse than ours or ours is worse than them. And we have a lot of comparison, comparison that nobody understands or comparison to the length of time. Like people who've had um, older children could compare like, well... Um, at least you don't have all the memories, you know, that I have. I have all these memories to work through. And people that lost their baby in pregnancy are like, well, I have all the memories that I don't, that I'm missing. And at least you had so much time with your child. There's such, so much comparison. And I just really believe that it is not helping us. We could compare to healing. They're doing so much better than me. Like that person is, you know, how come they're doing so much better than me? Or man, I'm doing so much better than them. They're stuck in the past. And I really believe it's just separating us. It doesn't allow room for all humans to have a human experience. We all have our own experience with grief and loss. And when we start comparing, we're just not allowing ourselves to have that. And I think comparison or comparing really serves a purpose in trying to understand. It comes from a place of trying to understand. And it seems like that's how we think we can begin to understand where that person is coming from. If you've had something similar, you try to imagine how they must feel because then you can compare it to something in your life. But when we compare in this way where we're like comparing better or worse, it creates a vast gap. And when we compare, we we have this like judgment of who has it worse or who is valid in their grief or who, you know, has the right to grieve. 
and maybe comparing ourselves to someone else and feeling like we don't have the right to grieve because um, I feel like I've heard it all because I didn't know my child or because my child was so much older than yours or because my child died of suicide or because my child, like all these different things, we think we don't have the right to grieve. And I think each one of us has the right to grieve, no matter what happened, no matter how it feels, no matter how it's compared to other people. Okay, so is empathy and compassion finite? When we think of everybody who's grieving and, and you know, like we're, we're comparing our grief to other people, is compassion and empathy for each person, is that finite? Is there a limit on how much compassion we can give for everyone else in our lives. And I know when it's when you're grieving and when when you're feeling in such a heavy place yourself, it's difficult to feel compassion for someone else who is dealing with something else. But when we are limiting compassion for others, we're also limiting compassion for ourselves. And I just don't feel like we are offering um like Okay, so when I'm in my grief, I want everybody else to support me, but then I'm not allowing space for anyone else because I am in such deep pain. And then I'm telling everybody else their experience is not valid because mine is worse than theirs. And not only does that not create room for like relationships or empathy or connection between me and someone else, it doesn't make me feel any better about my situation or about connecting with others. So something that has helped me on my grief journey is focusing on my own journey and knowing that my own grief journey is what I know. And each thing that has happened to me in my life has deepened my depth of pain and it's personal to me. So I want to give you an example of this in my own life as like as I have grown up and changed, you know, had different experiences happen to me in my life. I want you to imagine like each of us has like a neutral and then we have like a, a depth of pain on the bottom and like a height of joy and happiness on the top. And how I imagine it is that, you know, so when we experience something and it feels painful, our depth of pain goes to that extent. And that is the deepest pain that we know. And then when something else happens that feels even more painful, our depth of pain gets deeper. And then that is the deepest experience of pain we know. So I want to tell a story that explains this a little bit. So when I was younger, I had friends that stopped talking to me suddenly. Um, that was a very painful experience for me. And that was the deepest pain that I had ever known in my life at that time. And then not too many years later, I went to Finland and I had to say goodbye to my boyfriend who eventually became my husband. And I had thought I was saying goodbye to him for six months. And that was the deepest pain I had known in my life at that time. And I could keep going with different experiences, but I'm just going to go to then when Aria died, my daughter. That was the deepest pain that I knew in my life at that time. And that is the deepest pain that I currently know. And would I go back to my younger self as a teenager now? Like, would I say, wow, get over it? Like, 
You can find new friends. Come on. Just because I've experienced the deepest pain in my life with Arya's death, would I go back to myself and be like, that's not even real. That was nothing. Get over it. What's wrong with you? Or what about to my younger self that missed my boyfriend that I had to say goodbye to? Um, would I say to, to that self, my younger self, like, get over it. Just enjoy yourself. Come on. What's wrong with you? Like, would I do that to them, to that younger self? No, because each of these moments, they were incredibly painful to me and they were all awful in their own rights. And at that point in my life, those were all the deepest pains that I had known. And so how can I go to someone else and say, well, my pain is worse than yours, so you don't have a right to feel it. I think comparing does not help any of us. Pain is so relative to each of us, to each person. And allowing everyone their own experience of pain allows us to connect rather than fight for who has it worse. None of us knows what's on our plate for tomorrow. I didn't know that my daughter was going to die. I didn't know that my friends would stop talking to me. I did know that I was going to be saying goodbye to my boyfriend. But like, we don't know what's on our plate for the next day. And so someone that we're fighting with for who has it worse, they might so-called have it worse tomorrow. I think we're just in this battle that just makes us feel worse. It makes every single one of us not feel very good. Does it feel very good to to tell yourself um like oh I can't talk to them because they they don't understand they they think that you know their thing their problem is bad but geez you know you can't even understand because you haven't experienced child loss yeah I feel like with child loss you have a different experience and a different viewpoint but it doesn't make everybody else's pain invalid We have no idea if those people will experience child loss in the future. We don't know what anybody else's road or our road ahead of us is. So the other thing I want to offer, um, I kind of talked about this on a previous podcast, but that we can connect through emotions and compassion rather than exact distinct experiences. So the experience of child loss is going to be different for each one of us. Each one of us will have had a different relationship with our child. Our child died at a different age, a different way, a different circumstance. But the common thread is grief and loss and saying goodbye to our child. And the pain and the emotions that come with grief are very universal. So we can connect on these emotions. I do think there is, you know, there's definitely a way of you, know, you can have deeper connection with people who have had very like, you know, the more similar the experience, the deeper the connection. But it doesn't mean that you can't connect with somebody on the emotional level. So let me give you an example. A lot of us will feel in grief. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. So we connect through the experience of anger and grief, yet we all have different reasons for feeling that anger. We have different thoughts and experiences that bring that emotion to the surface, but we are all feeling the anger. And the same goes with guilt or sadness or any other emotion that comes up in grief. These are all universal emotions, yet we all have different experiences or thoughts behind them. 
So if there's one thing that I hope you can take from this today, it is to stop comparing your own journey to other people's. Your journey with grief is your own. And all the steps towards healing, towards life after loss, come from within you or from the choices you make or from where you decide to put your trust or what you decide to do with your life. And I just think we are not serving ourselves or helping ourselves in our grief if we keep comparing to other people. There's a way that comparison can help you is when you find somebody who has found what you want and you say, I want to do that, but you don't beat yourself up. You're like, that's possible for me. That's amazing. Like I am where I am at and it's okay. And this is my journey, but I can see what's also possible for me. I feel like that's the way of like, quote unquote, comparing that helps you like be able to know that there's hope. It helps you be able to know that it's possible for you to get to where you want to go or to learn how to live with this or learn how to carry your grief. But comparing for the sake of like judging or or like making yourself feel bad or making other people feel bad or not validated in their grief is not helping you. I just want to remind you that you are right where you need to be and each step you take is a step forward. You are never broken. There's never a point where you have to stay where you are. You just keep taking little steps every day. Just want to encourage you. You are never alone. Just keep taking those small steps. I really appreciate you listening. I'll see you next week. While this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over, you can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.